What's going on, people? You know who it is. It's Tay Wiz coming live and direct for the Man Cave Music. It's after hours live for the Man Cave with my co-host. And topics for today is what we got on tap today, Mark. All right, so our first 15 minutes, we're going to start the clock now. Uh, it's going to be about this, this football situation, you know. Uh, I, I got HBO. I'm pretty sure you do. Right. You know, and whenever it airs. This LeBron at the shop, I watch it. And, you know, um, AB has some interesting things to say about the uh, about the boy, about about Shannon Sharp, LeBron's biggest fan. <laughs> what you got to think about that? Man, when I see him, a.k.a. Antonio Brown, Mr. a.k.a. Mr. Big Chest, you know, he has some valid points we would say about between him and Big Ben. But the one thing I do not agree with Antonio Brown is letting some of that dirty laundry out the locker room, calling Big Ben raping. But okay, we're not talking about his past. We we have brought it up before, but that's not for you to judge. If you're going out of Pittsburgh, you start out of Pittsburgh. You ain't gotta keep going and going and on and on and on because to me, when I'm when I'm hearing from Antonio Brown, Mr. Bitch is do do anybody want him? on their team or his locker room. Do we see where this past season where Antonio Brown met Tom in the, in the locker room, he's on Facebook live recording with the coaches and saying, that's sacred stuff. That's a brotherhood locker room. You know, A.B. do what he wants. You know, the one thing I'm going to say about Antonio Brown, yeah, he's a, a hell of a football player. But the one thing to call Big Ben, rapey, that's one that's strike one. That's disrespecting your teammate. There's other ways you can handle that. Number two, call Shannon Sharp a cool on HBO. And I feel like um, Steven um, Stevens, um, Johnson, when he said, hey, I agree with you with saying that, but you out of place calling Shannon Sharp a cool. First and foremost, Shannon Sharp. It's the biggest LeBron James fan. Remember, folks, this is on LeBron James TV show, right. The Shop. And LeBron James, now one man, time, man. that's his man. Now one right. time he took up for Uncle Shay Sharp. Now one time. Shannon Sharp got your back, LeBron James back, no matter what the occasion is. No matter what the occasion is. Right. I just skip, feel like. Skip, skip. Don't be talking about the king like that. Exactly. I feel like. LeBron James fell Shannon Sharp. He didn't say nothing. The look on his face like he wanted to say something. He let A.B. talk. But when Anthony Davis is right there, he had a certain look on his face, too. I thought LeBron James was going to say, hey, hey, hey. Hey, we got to say that for another time. You can't just be on the show disrespecting the man. But I just feel like LeBron James let him come on the show and, and say what he wanted to say and feel how he wanted to feel. But to, first of all, to call another man, a coon, especially an African-American person, a coon, that's wrong. To call it being rapey, that's wrong. That's a, that's a subject, and that's up for debate another time. Now, what do you think, how they should have handled that when they was on the show with, with Antonio Brown? Man, I definitely think LeBron should have said something about the, the Uncle Shay comment. I mean, well, just in general about his stance on... Uh, professional athletes after they retire, like, like being a commentator ain't a, a legitimate gig. Like, like, what do you what do you want them to do? Like, not everybody gonna be uh, billionaires or millionaires. Like LeBron said, he want to own the team, 
but not everybody gonna have that 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 status or platform and to do that. Exactly. Um, you know, like Charles Barkley, Deion mm-hmm. Sanders, mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon Sharp. I feel like they all do a good job at commentating. I mean, you would rather have somebody criticizing you that actually play the sport rather than, you know, some some of these guys that be in the media, they ain't never played, they ain't never going to play, they never had the athletic bone in their body, and they, you know, criticizing it and saying what you're doing wrong and what you ain't. I I thought that he was out of line with that, and I think LeBron said it definitely. At least when like, hey, 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 don't do it, don't do it to Shannon now. You can talk about anybody else, but nah, Shay, not Mr. Backwoods. Not yeah. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'd be, yeah, skip. Yeah, skip. <laughs> now, the right. crazy thing, and to piggyback what you were saying, I thought LeBron James, the face, the, face of, the face that he had in Anthony Davis had was like, wow, he really went there. The, you know, we know this soul is raw and uncut. Now, we know that. But he didn't, he didn't come up to, he didn't step up to the plate. He said, I got your back. Not at all. If I was sending Sharp, I know he's down with the king. I moved past that, but at the end of the day, Shannon Sharp beef now is with Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chess. And you know, <laughs> and like Larry like Fitzgerald said, he Larry Fitzgerald never played, he only played what, one what two good seasons with a quarterback? And that was Kirk Warner. The other quarterbacks he had was was he the mediocre or trash? And Larry Fitzgerald is a first ballot Hall of Famer with the errors on the Cardinals. This man is is, 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 is is doing this with no quarterbacks. No quarterbacks. He what the last couple of seasons, I don't even think he's been over a thousand yards in the last three the last three seasons. But the, the previous seasons before that, Larry Fitzgerald has man, he has the hands, man. If anybody wanna be like a good football player, good wide receiver that you don't hear about, don't complain about anything, I'm going with Fitz, man. Fitz is a pro's pro. He's a man amongst boys out there. If anybody want to learn something from a wide receiver, what it takes to be in the league, to be that dedicated, and still have a, a social platform, I'm going with Larry Fitzgerald. Not flashy. He doesn't celebrate when he gets to the end zone. You know why he don't celebrate when he gets to the end zone? He's been there before. A lot of these guys, when, every time they want to get in the end zone, they want to dance. I mean, that's, I know that's what the fans pay for, but at the end of the day, if you score so many touchdowns, you already know what that feeling like. I see you celebrate the first time, but if you've been there eight, ten times in your last 13, 14 seasons, that's going to the end zone is something new. So the whole thing about Antonio Brown, what team will he be playing on next year? They said we know that we know we we know Colbert and the Ruiz already came out and said A B will be traded by Friday. And I'm a, a, I got three that's teams. A that's a, that's couple a couple of days. days. I got three teams I think he will be on. One team, I'm going to say a mystery team. That's number one, I'm going to say the Raiders. I'm a number two. I'm going to say it would be fine. What if he go back and play for the, I'm going to say the Panthers? Okay. Get Cam's help. Yeah, get Cam's help. And two, the reason I'm saying this is this, this is my mystery team, the Panthers is, because the new owner of the Carolina Panthers was part, he's part partial owner and part of that staff in Pittsburgh. So that can give you one right there. Number three, I keep saying this for some reason. It sounds good to me. 
that people think I'm crazy, the Green Bay Packers. Why? All good. Rand- they're all solid destinations. <laughs> Randall Cobb is getting older. He's still a slot receiver. Antonio Brown can play outside and inside to go along with Devontae Adams, which would be a, a good help. And the reason I'm saying that, too, because you train him out, to, you train him out your conference, first and foremost. He's leased to ASC, you go to the, the NFC North. So you get him in the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers, and they'd be straight because that's all Aaron Rodgers needs, another wide receiver, because they know all you do is trade the field, take Devontae Adams away from you. You got nobody. Running game is not there. Now, that'd be kind of slick, too, if the Green Bay could come up and find some way to get Le'Veon Bell there. But I don't think Le'Veon Bell would be playing there. I think Le'Veon Bell himself may wind up either a Jet, a Raven, to go on. If you put him in the backfield in the Ravens with, um, with, that, with, that, with that quarterback, Lamar Jackson, that's a dangerous backfield. Point blank, period. Yeah. I'm going to say this, another team who may need to run it back. Just throw it out there. I'm going to say the Houston Texans. But Mar Miller is getting old to me. Ooh. And you got Alfred Blue. They're still there. If you can get him to go to go down to the Houston Damn. Texans, maybe I'll build the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson. And you still got DeAndre Hopkins. That's a nice trio. Oh, that that means that'd be my, my pick to come out of that uh that league for sure, because they, you know, with just Deshaun and um, Hopkins, what, what they made it to the, the divisional championship game. Yeah, they come out. They become out the AFC South. So yeah, they win the AFC South for sure. If if you know, if Le'Veon, you know, can produce like he, he did when he was um, his last year in you know Pittsburgh. <laughs> exactly. So what you no. what you think about the uh this this Jason Whitten coming wow. out of retirement deal? Do you do you really honestly believe he came out of retirement on his own? Let's be serious. Uh, I think Cowboy Nation. Somebody got in his ear from Cowboy Nation and was like, "I'm gonna tell you hey, how this happened. We there. We just we need you back." I'm gonna tell you how the Jason Whitten thing happened. He was in the booth. He got that call from Jerry. Jerry said, now, Jason, you don't sound too high up there in that booth now. You need to come on back to Big D. Come play out. Come down out to Jerry's world. I'm going to give you a solidified role. And let me see what the role is. Dallas don't have Dallas, Dallas don't have a tight end that would really could blow the block the, the, the blockers off their block. So if you bring him back, you still they need they need a, a leader. Yeah, Dak is your leader, but they need that true presence, leader in the locker room to get them over the hump. And Jason Witten had all of that. So with that being said, would it be a good fit for Dallas? Yes. Why? He played there for what, thirteen some seasons, and he's a pro's pro. Right. And I just feel like if they need like little dink and dunk plays to open the field up, now you can line, now you can move Zeke a little bit around the field, even though he was over a thousand yards this year. But he'd be more, I think, the, the scheme that Dallas would have for Jason Whitney and Ezekiel Elliott would be great for Dak Prescott. It put Dak Prescott back in that conference zone, which would be awesome. And, and you got Amari Cooper 
on the outside. So that's a good one. But Dallas still they're gonna pay. They're gonna pay. They're gonna pay Amari. They're gonna give oh, him yeah. money. Oh, come on! It's Jerry's world. Jerry, Jerry gonna say, "Now, Amari, you came here. We like what you did. We're gonna want you to take this hometown discount." Jerry Jones has all the money, but all his players that he talked to and built a relationship with, for some reason, a lot of these guys don't sign a max deal with the Cowboys. They always give Jerry Jones the hometown discount. Why do these guys just keep taking the hometown discount? Why? Man, go get your money. If he don't want to pay you, go to another team. Point blank, period. Jason Witten probably only came out of retirement because he's not a good analyst on TV. He don't break the game down like like a Steve Smith. Like Steve Smith was a good analyst when he'd be doing the games. He tell like how it is. Jason Witten was just former quarterback, Tony right. Romo, Mr. Predictions. Yeah, now he ain't, yeah he ain't got that Romo that Romo uh, what do they call him Romo Dini he ain't got that Jason Witt was right. dry he was bland he ain't bring no spunk to it no enthusiasm he's just like you know I'm here just something to do every Sunday just to go around I mean if like that people like that was way out of his league back on the field where he knows best yeah I think he uh you know he's just gonna slide right back. Back into the routine of things, you know he was a perfect fit when he was there. There's no reason why he ain't gonna be a perfect fit when he comes back. Um, and I think the their team needs that, especially a veteran, um, you know, trustworthy guy. You know, that can trust him. You know, when it's check down, you know, either to the back or the tight end, you know, he's a good go to for that. You know, oh yeah. Now, I think I don't, I don't. I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I think it's good for them. Yeah, I think with Jason Will definitely brings to the table for them. That would be a a, a a a good red zone threat. Twenty yards and in in the red zone, not because now, not just only because Jason Will can block for you, he opens the holes up too for Ezekiel Elliott, the fullback back there, Robert Robert Smith, another Ohio State guy. Um, and himself, touchdown, and you got Mari Cooper. So, and they, and hopefully, you know, they get back, wish they back, Alan Hearns back from that injury who hurt himself when he broke his foot. So, I mean, his ankle. So, you got Alan Hearns coming back, too. So, you're talking about some threats. Dallas got some threats, but the whole thing is now, can they put the, can they put this all together in the pot and make a round for the Super Bowl? The Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl since I was in the fifth grade. That was 1995. I think the last time they won, that was Deion Sanders was still playing for them. Emmett Smith and those guys. Wow. That's a long That's time. Crazy. Troy Smith. You know, do you know who was the backup quarterback for the Cowboys? When Troy Smith was? I didn't even know they had a backup. Who was? <laughs> you know who their backup quarterback was? They they head coach of the Cowboys right now. Wow. Jason Garrett. The <laughs> little nugget. The I'm gonna throw a little nugget out there for you. Jason Garrett is from Youngstown, Ohio. Come on, bro. Wow. You can't get the win for him? The reason why it's easy to keep Jason Garrett there, any other coach like that who had been to the playoffs or anything like that, the season he's been if they got fired. Jason Garrett been with the Cowboys organization so long, all he knows is yes and no. He's a yes man. So, he got to get something out of his team. Now, with the Cowboys, 
What about, what do you th- the Baltimore Ravens? Ozzie Newsom, their GM, retired as a GM. He's gone from NFL. His last season was his last season was last year as a GM with the uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. They beat the Browns in the last game. The new GM cuts C.J. Mosley. This is very rare. This is very rare. The Baltimore Ravens do not cut linebackers, especially at the caliber like this guy is. C.J. Mosley, where do you think he is headed to? C.J. Mosley. And, and, yep, and Landry Collins. Where do you think those guys are headed to? Landry Collins got cut from the Giants. So both of those guys. And those are cornerstone pieces you're trying to be in a championship team. For sure. A beast of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Don't hey, don't let uh, New England Patriots come in because you know New England like guys like that they get cut. Right. I, I think one if well one for sure I think may end up on the Patriots just, just because how they do business. Right. You know, they pick up loose change, you know, they picked up Josh Gordon. Um a few years ago, who was it they picked up uh Chad Ocho Senko. They picked uh, up Corey the, Dillon. The slideback. Uh, they picked up the, the Steelers. Um, uh, Blunt. You know, so they they look they have their scavenge, and you drop a player on their team that that's good, but you gave up on them. The Patriots ain't giving up on them, and they gonna just put them into the system, and it's gonna be like they uh, like they uh, back in their prime. And they picked up James Harrison. So they picked up like you said, loose change, pennies, nickels. <laughs> right. They're going to find a diamond in the rough. For sure. Uh, that, so it looks like that's our time for football. So we're going to jump up to something else real quick. All right, so we're going to switch it up and uh, move to the NCAA. Uh, one of the most talked about college basketball players since, since I don't know, maybe since Tim Duncan. Uh, Zion Williamson. No, he's been out for a knee injury since the North Carolina game. Um, uh-huh. the, the Tar Heels have lost two games after not losing but two games to start the season. They, you know, in their last five games, they lost two. You know, so they're three and two since he's been gone. But is he going to come back? Is he going to come back for the ACC tournament? Or is he going to come back at all? Like, are we going to see Zion Williamson again? Or should we just prepare to wait to see him in suit on draft night? Oh, this is a tough one. With Zion. A lot of people, by me by me living here in the Tar Heel State, a lot of people say this, this is not Blue Devil Nation. This is the Tar Heel State. The reason I say it's the Tar Heel State, we got six championship rings. Six national championship rings. Duke has five. So welcome to the Tar Heel State. <laughs> but listen to a lot of fans from the Tar Heel side and the Duke side. And it's the funniest thing. This is the first time I've ever seen Duke and Tar Heel fans agree on anything. What they were saying, if they if if they were in Zion, I would shut it down for the rest of the season and and just and just and go ahead and train and work out for the NBA. Go ahead and make the money because it's there because by me as a fan, I wouldn't want to jeopardize getting back on the back on the basketball court on the hardwood and sustain another injury in that same spot and maybe could do more damage that can hurt me 
in my NBA future, which means I would be losing out millions of dollars. He's already he's already projected as number one picked in the NBA draft. This is this 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 guy. I hate when people say spe- specimen. He everybody specimens. This young man, the body of work that he is that he is doing on a nightly basis on a collegiate level, I have not seen. The only player I, I look at playing on who's playing with, with the hype like this, they always forget about this. Carmelo Anthony came to Syracuse. His, his uh, freshman year and won a national title. Who other freshmen carried his team all the way to a national title? What freshman? We're not talking about prepper guys like had Duke been having the years in, in Kentucky. We're talking about one freshman. Carmelo Anthony was the love the nation in scoring. Melo was at Syracuse and that carrier dome. That they play inside, which is the actual the football stadium, he had that boy rocking. Hakeem Ward, that people forget about. Keith Dwayne, who they forget about. <laughs> These are the guys that he played with. And they won right. Carmelo Anthony. I think, matter of fact, when they won a national title, I want to believe they beat uh, Tar Heels. I, I believe they did beat the Tar Heels. Let me fact check that real quick. I think he beat my Tar Heels. Because Carmelo Anthony always said this is the best player since since since, since sliced bread. But Zion Williamson, he's a token. If I was him, I would definitely shut it down. Just because you don't know what type of another injury that he was sustained at that high level. And Coach K said, don't ask me that. You know, I gotta be careful with Zion. This is this is not a Coach K's hand. This is more a Zion decision and the family decision. They be in Kansas. Okay, I know it's one one of the, I know it's one of the blue blood schools. Carmelo Anthony tore a new one in Kansas, like, and that was Jim. You know what? And that was crazy. I think that was Jim um, Beheim first title too, as well as Syracuse. As a I believe it was. I believe it was. So you're looking at that 2003 national championship. That Kansas team was no slouch either. So, uh, hey, Kirk Heinrich, Nick Collison. Yeah. yeah. They had some uh, NBA players, some long-time journeyman NBA players. They yeah. had a squad. They had a squad. Yeah. So you're looking at, and, and, and I think this is a decision because, you know, when you were a kid that age, you got that much money hitting your way. It's kind of hard. Because at the end of the day, you still want to play. Because, you know, we play basketball in backyards and, and, and in schools. You know, if you sprain that ankle, you tie them shoes up tight, you just want to get back out there and play because it's a good, everybody has a competitive spirit. I don't know if it's competitive spirit is like that. But if I was Zion, people say you sound biased as you're a Tar Heel fan. And I told people before, and the, and the listeners, if you're out there, when you got that much money on the table, Talk to your parents. Talk to, you can't talk to an agent yet because you don't have one yet. Talk to your parents right. and, and, and get the best decisions for you. If that was me, on the other hand, let me sit down with my mom, my father, and everybody say, hey, son, what you think you should do? Do you want to play? Because you know if you go back out there and re-aggravate it, you're going to be down for another probably two months, which means you probably going to 
miss some probably you gonna you gonna be for the you gonna make it to the NBA draft, but you're gonna miss the combine workout that they have in Chicago. Right. You make the draft, you're gonna get drafted to a team, but the whole thing is now they gotta work you in slowly into a rotation and miss summer camp in Las Vegas or in Orlando. True. Yeah. I personally think he, if he's healthy, right, he should he should go in out there and play. Cause he, I, I feel like at this point, unless he do something catastrophic, he's still gonna mm-hmm. go number one. He's still gonna right. be the number one draft pick. So he can. Um, I will probably wait. Um, cause they they gonna get in the tournament just because of the work he put in, or they I should say they put in at the beginning of the season. So they're not gonna miss the tournament. They may not. Uh, win the ACC tournament, but they can get you know placement in the uh, in the in the big boy tournament. And I would just come back then if he's healthy. If he if he's truly hurt, like he truly got some uh, a situation with his knee, yeah, like right. pack it up, wait as long as you need to wait, and you can skip everything. Like I said, he's still gonna get drafted number one overall, and just be ready for uh, summer league. I mean, because like I said, there's since Cartwell, Carmelo, and then I'll also throw in like uh, Anthony Davis, uh, right. freshmen that just took their team from, you know, contenders to NCAA tournament champs. Like he's in rare air with that, so he's gonna get his bread in the league. He gonna go number one. I don't even think it's any debate about that. So stay out, stay out till you're healthy, big dog. Come back when you know if you're healthy. If you're not, stay, sit down, chill. It's cool. Mhm, I agree with that. Um, at that, because I'm watching, I watch them play Wake Forest. When I'm watching them when they play Wake Forest. The team looks so different with no Zion out there. Duke take more threes. They don't pound the inside, so the the, the game flow is different. R.J. Barrett is doing whatever to keep the team on his back. And the way he's playing, yes, RJ Bear might be a two. I got him, I got him no lower probably number the number the number three draft pick because I still like the guy out of Murray State, John Morant. John Morant. He's the Ohio Valley um, Conference Player of the Year. So you look at that guy who's averaging twenty four and ten. Man, down. Who, who can pass up on that? They're not talking about that because he's not playing in the Big Ten. Or the ACC, or the SEC, or that, or the conference, the Pac-10. He's not playing the conference where everybody can watch him on TV. You can't just say, you know, well, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna turn to ESPN, watch the OVC, the Ohio Valley Conference. You know, you're not doing that. You're not doing that. Right. So yeah, I, I think feel like was that John Moran, You know, he's a. I think he's kind of in the league, similar to like a. A Dane Lillard, you know, he came to uh, Weaver State, yeah, another small conference school, and then yeah. he was just ready when he got to the league. Like it wasn't no uh, no waiting period. Like I don't even think he hit a rookie wall. He just he came in ready. I think John Morant can have a similar type of impact if he, you know, is he gonna be a lottery pick? Mm-hmm. You know, he's coming out of a small conference. And he can do just something like everything. He's so poised. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he could be like, dang. So, as we talk about the NCAA, we know that Duke and North Carolina, you know the ticket 
for that game was $2,600 to set the highest paid ticket for a game. We know, number one, Super Bowl will always carry that the price ticket for 42 something But do, do you think how much of the time would, it, would the college athletics players should be getting paid? The reason I'm saying is because we know most of these schools got sponsors by Nike, Adidas, and blah, blah, blah. It's going to come a time where they're going to have to pay the players. Yes, they give them a stipend once a month for $1,000 to, to eat and, and do what they want to do. But you talk about college sports in general. You talk about some of the big schools like Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, North Carolina, the Dukes, USC. You talking about schools that bring in almost billions of dollars. Billions of dollars, right? Billions of dollars. Crazy when you think about it. And you telling these kids get in trouble? If somebody gave a uh, somebody gave a free sandwich to White Castle, come on now, you're making that's 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 absurd. Right, like the college basketball is making millions of dollars. Now some making billions if you look at it. Right, and if we, this this is the bad point now we're talking about. The school make millions of dollars, right? Off the right. Af, off the off the athlete. This this the part they're not talking about. Now we gonna say somebody don't. Take them to school right quick. That's what I'm take people to school at. <laughs> take them to school. Take, I'm going to take them to school. Class and session. I got my hand raised. I'm ready to go. NCAA is making money off the athletes. Talk, let's talk about the non-athletes that are not playing on sports who are going to school. They got to pay to go to school. When you graduate right. from school, you're talking about people who are still paying college loans when they graduate. Thank God mine is paid for. Thank by the grace of God. But you're talking about guys who's going to school for education. Some are on full rides. But the ones who don't get the full ride, they're making money off them, and the college players still can't get paid. I think it should be a part where I think everybody should get at least something from the school. A free if you if you got if you're there on a partial scholarship, you should get a free meal plan or something. The college is making it's making dough, like money. And it's, right. the crazy thing is the college is making money off the players. And off the non-player, off the back end, because when you graduate, Sally May is coming with that with that bill the month after, the month after you graduate. Hey, this is what you owe. You owe two hundred or a hundred something dollars in college and the college tuition fees. That, right. that basketball player he leaves, school still get paid because guess what? And them athletes leave. Guess what? The top best recruits are still coming in from all platforms to your school. The school gonna make hand over fit, money, hand over fist. So they gotta find right. a way where these players can get paid because the school, the school is not losing no money. Period. Right. Or like uh, a situation like where Michael Jordan, he coming back to to Tar Heel State and he giving everybody uh, Jordan Brand jerseys, giving everybody Jordan Brand shoes. He put money uh, into the. You know, the university as a whole got exactly. scholarships we don't know about. Like, mm-hmm. even the big-time players who don't get paid while they're there, they come back and spend more money on the university. They give them the university more money, even though the university made probably millions of dollars on while they were there for a year or two. And that, the right. player come back and give them more money on top of that. So it's like right. the NCAA just, they all for taking the money. 
But when it comes to sharing time out, they're like, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't do right. that here. You, you ain't going to play no games here. You, you try to take money. I, yeah, and I, I, and I think the NCAA committee, at least, they pick and choose which school they're going to get in trouble, who they're going to ban. It's, it's laughable. Like, I, I, I agree with DeMarcus Cousins. He said the NCAA is a joke. He said, what you, what, what you give us, what, three pair of basketball shoes and, 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 and two pair of uh, sweat outfits that's supposed to go the, the whole year? These are growing young men. They need more than that. And the, and the crazy thing is, the players, to me, they can, when you, you went to college, you went to Ohio University. Now, the football players and the basketball players, their dormitories look better than everybody else's because a lot of these guys can go and play golf. They can go bowling indoor. They can go play basketball wherever they want to. They got movie theaters, and the kids don't get no money. So you pacify them just buying everything for them. And that's not fair. Just say. It's, just, it's crazy. <laughs> excuse me. Say the number one. Say the number one player like Zion do get hurt. And he's out for the rest of the season. And not telling you this, but Zion got an eight million dollar. Um, five, I mean, what's name on him? So, fee. If anything happened to him, got the insurance policy. He got the insurance. We got the insurance policy on him for eight million dollars. If anything happens to him, which is smart. Now you got players taking out eight million dollars insurance policies. The one thing does you know, I always feel like when you get hurt at school, as an athlete, guess who pays the bill when you get hurt? The th- you do. The, the mom and dad do. The school don't pay for that. Why the school don't pay for it? You he got hurt. If you got In hurt your at time. work, right. Right, if you got hurt at work, they say you got hurt on company's time. So we got to take this one. You got hurt. On company's time, when he got hurt on school time, you tell me he got hurt. His parents got to pay that bill. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. I didn't even know they was doing that. Come on, man. Yeah, we got a coach. You know, we got a medical staff. Yeah, but if you're going to need surgery, oh, mom and dad paying for that surgery. Duke University not paying for that. They need to be shouting out for that ASAP immediately. Like they should. Coach K should be ashamed. if he letting if they letting that go, that type of stuff go down. The universe should be ashamed of this. So, I can't think of the, the, the kids name that played football at, at Oregon University. I think it was like three or four. Was, I think it was like four years ago. He took an insurance policy on him if he dropped down. I think it was like $2 million. If he dropped out of the first two rounds, the insurance policy kicked in at $2 million. But he got like drafted like six. He got $2 million from the insurance policy, and he got the money that the team that he's on. I don't think he's in the league. I can't think of his name. And the name will come to me. It's going to come to me. But he took an insurance policy on himself for $2 million if anything happened, which was a smart move for him because he actually cashed out because he feel like, if I, like you say, when he got hurt, his parents should have paid that doctor bill. That's a hefty doctor bill to pay if you don't have it like that. It's just crazy. All right, so our, our time for NCAA in college, I think that's it for that. You know, we're going to jump into something. Some NBA. NBA. All right, now we go to the NBA topic. I'm going to start off with this. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to clap on this one. (laughs) Mr. Wayne County. Dwayne Wade passes up Michael Jordan 
but one of the all-time shot blockers at the position as a shooting guard. I think Dwayne he's like the league's leading uh, guard in blocks, ain't he now? Yes, of all time in NBA history. That's a two-guard position. Dwayne Wade. What you got to say about that? I mean, I didn't know he was uh, putting guys, you know, stuff back in the in the stands on, on the backboard like that. You know, you, when you think of the way way, you really don't think of blocks. Uh, right. If anything, you, you think of LeBron come. James with a chase down block. If you you know think about Miami at blocks. Oh yeah. D Wade got a couple of uh, game winner blocks too. I think he got LeBron on block too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, D Wade is one thing they never talk about. D Wade. We know he never can shoot the outside jumper like that. We know his game is predicated driving to the hole. That's how a lot of his injuries happen. But D-Wade is a, is a fierce competitor on the defensive side. Dwayne Wade, the young D-Wade, flash with the ball head. <laughs> was was that guy. Like, I respect him so much, Dwayne Wade. Because I think his rookie year, he almost his rookie year. I think they went to the, what the not the the conference finals, the Miami, no the semifinals. The Miami Heat played then the New Orleans Hornets. That's who was on that team for New Orleans Hornets. B Diddy, Baron Davis, Diddy, the cat, the cat, Jamal McGlure. So. When you're looking at teams like that, and you go back and look at Dwayne Wade, like, yo, Dwayne Wade was putting in work with Lamar Odom and Karan Butler. When you're looking at the Lamar Odom, a.k.a. the Goods, Karan Butler, a.k.a. Tough Juice, that was the team that he was doing the squad with him and UD, Udonis Haslam, Dwayne Wade, in my eyes. Hall of Famer, first ballot. When you talk about, when people say, name your top three shooting guards, number one is Michael, number two is Kobe, number three is Dwayne Wade. You've got to go D-Wade. I don't care what nobody say. You've got to go with Flash himself, man. To do it at Marquette, who had that, his famous run in the Final Four, with, with, okay. with uh, Steve Novak and those guys, I think Travis Diener. Travis Dinger. That squad, that Marquette team was special that year. That's how everybody knew who Flash was. For Robbins, Illinois. Dwayne Wade. Top of Famer. Cannot agree more. The top three shooting guard of all, of all time. That's that's that's, that's a, no debate right there. Because I don't care what nobody say. They might not like D Wade. They might put somebody in front of him. But D-Wade is up there. He's he's top three. Like I said, MJ, your illness, the Mamba, then you go with Flash himself, Mr. Wade County. There's no, that's, no, that's, that's, that's no argument with that because what he did in my, for the city of Miami down in, in 305, you're talking about a young guy who made the, all the old veterans come play with him. Lonzo Mourning, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Jason Williams, uh, Antoine Walker. Uh, Gary Payton. They almost had Carmelo. When you're looking at that squad, 
that Miami Heat championship team. Oh, yeah. James Posey. I don't forget about that one. Pose. Holy. When you look at a squad like that, and they won a championship with a young D-Wade, D-Wade put that team on his back. You know, Shaq at that time was like 40 pounds heavier. They still got the job done. They still had Zoe's Owens and Lonzo Morning. Can't forget about Look at that squad, man. They won a championship with a young D-Wade carrying a bunch of old guys. Antoine Walker to the promised land. And his, perform- his performance in that finals against the Mavericks. Finals was, MVP. Was, was they down 3-1 or was they down? I know they were down. And he was. That was so, like one of the best finals performances. And they were down like 2-1. He was, on, he was only like a third or fourth year player. Yep. Just taking over. 2006. Like they do, that was his third year. Just 2006 they won that finals, I believe. Couldn't do nothing with him. He was hitting a jumper. He was going to the lane. He, I swear he was at the free throw line. Every two minutes, every time I looked up, he had the free throw line because they follow him because they, they can't keep him in front of him. And D Wade incredible that, that he time. was that whole year. That whole year he had, he could have been an MVP because that whole year he had was straight was straight magical, straight magical. He had he was on ESPN every night with highlight after highlight. I'm looking at D Wade to me when he go down, man. You could call D Wade a goat, man. He's a greatest. He could be the greatest of all time too because. Because there's no reason who your GOAT can be. He's somebody's GOAT in somebody's eyes. But D-Wade, he's going down as one of the greatest players ever to lace him up, hands down. You're looking at Dwayne Wade in his last year in the league right now with the NBA. Man, it's one heck of, he had a one heck of a ride because right now they can actually make a move into the playoffs. How, can, how would that be for fans to see their favorite player to be in the playoffs his last season in the NBA. So he's, you know what I'm saying, going in the first round, if they lose in the first round, get past the second round. How, how, how neat that would be to be a young fan to see Dwayne Wade to make the playoffs this last season. As he called the last dance, a Wade tour. That would be crazy. Hopefully you get another uh, buzzer beater or two in there. That will make it really nostalgic. Ooh, that, ooh. Really nostalgic. Ooh, that buzzer beater last week against the Warriors. Ooh, they, uh, the Warriors. That crazy. <laughs> It was a it was an ugly game winner, but it <laughs> it was still Dwayne Wade esque. <laughs> it was Dwayne Wade esque, but it was it's so ironic. They have LeBron James for the game winner too at the same night. True, Unbelievable, true. the banana boat crew lives, <laughs> y'all. The they banana boat crew lives. So we own the banana boat crew. Where? Will Carmelo Anthony play? Hmm. Well, you know, I said last week his only hope was uh, was LA if they made a playoff push. And sure enough, this week I see on Twitter the Lakers paused the Carmelo deal. The Lakers and Carmelo's agent said we hey. should pause this deal because. Is looking like the Lakers ain't, ain't gonna go right. home. They going fishing before they right. even get. The they ain't get out on a boat to fish. They just ooh, they just going fishing. Ooh, they ain't going fishing. They still on the dock. Mm. The boat, <laughs> the, the, the anchor's still in the water. Still in Man. the water. Lakers are five and a half games back. The Spurs are in eighth place. The Clippers are in seventh place. There are sixteen games left. To the finish line. Will the Lakers be playing? 
on April 21st? Or will they last game be April 17th? As a fan, it's going to be weird to see LeBron James in the playoff. He hasn't, been to the play- he, hasn't, he hasn't missed the playoffs since 2000. And... Last time LeBron James missed the playoffs. They said the last time LeBron James missed the playoffs. What's his name? That played for the Hawks, Trey. Uh, Trey Young. Trey Young. But they said they think Trey Young was like in the first grade, bro. Nick Saban won his uh, what they say? He won his first national championship for LSU. <laughs> Not Alabama, LSU. The last Nick time. Saban. Nick Saban? LeBron wasn't in the playoffs. Alabama, Alabama uh, coach of the century was at I mean, uh, Man, uh, yeah, that's a, another team man. in the SEC winning a chip last time LeBron didn't make the playoffs. I got something better for you. The last time LeBron James missed the playoffs because my brother is 18. LeBron James made leave what, the six, what, 16 season? Yep. Man, my little brother was in my little brother was in first grade. <laughs> wow. Wow. He's eighteen. He's a so, technically a grown man. <laughs> he's a grown man. He's man. barely making it to a grade school. It's crazy. And speaking since we own that, we already know Dwayne Wade, he's a Hall of Famer first ballot. We know what Dwayne Wade's branch of the table. We enjoy watching him play for the last 16 seasons on his last dance, the Wade Tour. Uh, especially, you know, Dirt and Whiskey not getting the love. He, he's deserving, too. Remember, this is Dirt and Whiskey. This is the reason why I say Dirt and Whiskey is one of the – they always forget about Dirt. Dirt is one of the greatest shooters of all time. The seven-footer that can shoot threes in his fadeaway on one foot. It's like none other. He shoot the three-ball better than Bird. And even though he has one championship, but his one finals MVP, and that team that he beat was the Miami Heat with LeBron James, Mario Chalmers, Dwayne Wade, and Bosh. LeBron James wish he could win that championship again. They had that that Mavericks team was pretty stacked. Devin Harris, Josh Howard, uh, Deshaun Stevens. I want to say I, I think Marquise Daniels was gone at that time. They had Eric Dampier, man. I remember people in Cleveland was calling the Dallas Mavericks the Dallas Mavaliers. That is unreal. You look at the body of work. Dernan Winsky put in. Dernan Winsky is up there with him too, man. Arguably one one of the top five greatest shooters to ever to pace the hardwood floor. Um, and he can be easily a first time ballot too, because Dirk Dernan Winsky put in work. He carried that Dallas Mavericks team to a championship win over a superpower Miami Heat team. That Miami Heat team, they say they should have won, but that that the team they put together, Chris Bosh not to win games in late-game situations coming from Toronto. But Brian Jones couldn't finish in the fourth quarter because he didn't have to because all the games he played mostly in Cleveland, they was pretty much blowing cats out or he's winning games by 10 to 15 points or more. But he didn't have to close the game out on that championship level. 
People would say, what's different about the championships and compared to playoff games? When you play in an NBA season, I tell people regular season, it's for the fans. Playoffs and that championship, now, now the playoffs is, is to get your mind right. That championship, <laughs> that's for bragging rights forever. So when you sit at that table, when we retired 10, 15 years from now, I want to be at the table. How many rings you got? Three. I want to the table. We all got five reasons. We all play on the same team. Like this AAU basketball. No. Right. I want to go out there and smash your head into a pulp. I want to make you, when, I, when you see me, man, you know Dante going to talk about these reasons. Or you know Marcus going to talk about these five reasons you got compared to your one. You going to look up to your friend like, yeah, he beat you. How many reasons you got? Zero. <laughs> look at Charles Barkley face. They mentioned rings. Kenny Jet Smith, he got his two rings. Shaq with his Shaq with his four. Charles Barkley with his zero. You think Charles Barkley don't feel bad because he got one? He came to the Houston Rockets late. He was gone. He was almost out the league. He came two years too late because well, at that time he came. The Rockets already won two. They already won back to back as Michael Jordan retired. We and the Kimball Ice one never get mentioned. Right. He's one of the greats, too. You know you were great. You know you were great. Yeah. You got young guys coming to you asking you for moves. Wait, let me work on my footwork. Even guards. Guards coming to him. Like, let me get work on my footwork. LeBron, DeMarcus Cousin, Dwight Howard. These guys are asking Akeem Olajuwon. We're not going to sit here and have Akeem Olajuwon to dominate the two years. In the league, Shaq had nightmares of seeing Akeem Elijah on that paint. He said that one night <laughs> he wasn't looking forward to playing against. Right. Akeem Elijah, I am jumping out the gym like a jelly bean. Got him a bird, like AC would say. Got him a yeah, bird. Got him a bird. But people don't know who AC is. We talk about Austin Carr. <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. This guy, this guy, I think in one game of tough, I think he put up 65 points at Notre Dame. So that's a nugget right there for y'all. Austin Carr was a bad man. He was a first. He was first a first pick. round draft pick. Right. The first, the original number one draft pick for the Cavaliers. The, 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 the original number one draft pick, Mr. Cavalier himself. And I miss, we schooling y'all on this because this is what they're gonna talk about. We bringing the light to y'all. Austin Carr was number one draft pick. Guess how he? They didn't. They didn't. They didn't go to no. He didn't go to New York and go to no podium and say with the first pick, the coverage of the clock. He said he was. He Austin Carr was in class when he got picked. His professor came and stopped and said, hey, yo, we're going to clap him up. Everybody, Austin <laughs> Carr, Austin Carr, he was number one drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everybody gave him a standing ovation. He said, he said, no, he said, oh, everybody, thank you. He went to class when class was over. And graduated, he went to go meet with the team. They don't do stuff like that no more. Austin Carr, the original one drafted. We let we shed some light out there because everybody said LeBron James came through and won a championship. For the Cavaliers, but they didn't know in them in them 90s, the early 90s, Michael Jordan stole our hearts with that shot on Craig Elo. Because at that time, Michael Jordan finally got past the teams that he couldn't beat. Because they don't tell you, Michael Jordan, I always say I like on this, and most people thought Michael Jordan to go. Michael Jordan beat Kareem and Magic when they was the no-time Lakers. They went to the same Showtime Lakers. Hmm. They beat the Portland Trailblazers. They was old. Uh... The Phoenix Suns just, just figured it out. Uh, they had, Charles Barkley couldn't guard. Scotty Pippen or MJ. Dan Marley couldn't guard. 
MJ either because Michael Jordan's giving him buckets. Uh, Cedric Sabalos couldn't even stop Scottie Pippen. I remember these games in 93 or third grade, watching this on the black and white TV <laughs> at my grandma's house. Uh, second, uh, the Seattle Supersonics, they just had Gary Payton and Sean Kim couldn't shoot. Oh, rain, man. Hershey Hawkins couldn't stop a nosebleed. Man, <laughs> Dallas Strength was, he didn't know he could. So he guard Michael Jordan or Scotty. Tony Kukos was the X factor in that series. They couldn't. Odin, Odin Polonese didn't want it with Dennis Rodman. Then you go to Utah Jazz. There wasn't no answer for Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan owned them in them two years back to back. Born on his floor. And how sweet it was to win that sixth championship in Utah. These are the greats. Um, Michael Jordan beat the old Utah Jazz team. The only person that came on that class with Michael Jordan, he got drafted in 84 with Steve Kerr. <laughs> I know Steve Kerr was in the class. Like, not Steve Kerr. My bad. I'm sorry to that back. Who got drafted with him in that classroom in 84 was John Stockton. How did not miss up on Hakeem. Hakeem was one. Right. First and foremost, Hakeem Lajuan, number one draft pick. Five Simon Jammer in Houston. Him and uh, Clyde Drexler with the showdown. Clyde, right. They lost to NC State on the champion. Yes, I remember this, folks. <laughs> I know this. I'm a basketball historian. I do this. Akeem Elijah, one of them guys, should have won the national title. They lost on the back. They lost on the inbounds play, on the tip end. Do you? Uh, when they Great. NC State won that. Um. Uh, speaking of that, Michael Jordan. That's the, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan was. Don't get me wrong. Michael Jordan was good. He was hella good. Michael Jordan was a must watch TV. Can you? They, I remember when I was little. Grandma said, "Hey, I'm at my grandma's house in the summertime. You gotta go to bed." I tell you, I'm like, "Well, watch Michael Jordan." My, well, I don't care about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan don't pay no bills at one one three zero four Woodland Avenue. <laughs> I see, all right, grandma. So my right. grandma, she go to sleep, she have her newspaper up, drinking her Pepsi. Next thing I know, she nodding off. I get up and go to the living room, turn her. No, I'm not in her bedroom watching the black and white TV now. I'm going to bed in, her, in the living room and turn the Taylor TV. I got the volume turned all the way down. The boys coming through the intro. I turn the lights off on. Because I knew what Michael Jordan was about. Like, he Let's knew Michael, when Michael Jordan laced him up. He mean business. Got the gun right, going, got the walk. A, oh, he was put on the show for sure. Oh, yeah, he was He was better than Ringling Bailey and Ball and Bailey Circus. <laughs> tell you that. And the mission was free if you watched it from home. <laughs> right. For sure, for sure. It was free. Michael Jordan's the reason why cats back in the day you know, everybody had an era where well, Michael Jordan, I had a bald head, the Jordan jersey on. Um, of course, now this is funny. I'm dark-skinned, my brother light-skinned. My brother's favorite team back then is the Orlando Magic. Oh, what's your name? They like Orlando's. They like, your son name got to be Chicago. I said, uh, <laughs> my name is Dante. So, Michael Jordan is a trendsetter, man. 
Who ever thought 30 years from now, Michael Jordan is still the number one selling tennis shoe in the, in, the, in, in the NBA? Not only in the NBA, but it, this issue is, is recognized all over the world. It's like a um, damn near billion dollar industry. Right. James. So, off that subject, so we got LeBron James. He need 12, he need 13 points to pass on Michael Jordan. This is going to be one unreal night to watch LeBron James. Now, the sad part, say if he get the record and lose, don't mean nothing. Now, if you're going to go out there and pass up MJ, we need LeBron, Ramon James to put on a show. Will the king of Akron stand up? He going to need to. I mean, he, he going to – I think he definitely going to get that 13 points for sure. I mean, they're going to stop the game. They're going to give him the ball. And hopefully, like you say, he do put on a show. But after that, do the Lakers sit him down? Do, do they pull a what we saying Zion should do or, or you know, what, what might be in Zion's best interest to, to just sit out, chill, relax? After LeBron get these 13 points, still the Lakers just say, Take the season, take the rest of the season off, LeBron. We ain't going to the you know the playoffs. If we do make it to the playoffs, the Warriors are probably just gonna wipe us off the floor. After you get these thirteen points, we're gonna frame the ball, we're gonna hand it to you, and then you can get in a jumpsuit or a, a blazer for the rest of the season. Now, when are you gonna break it, record? Do you think gonna break it in the first quarter or the beginning of the second quarter? And they, remember, they playing at home in LA at Staples. Oh, he's going to try to break in in that first quarter. Ooh, and, it's, sure. and guess what? And it, it's against the Milwaukee Bucks. No Kyle Kuzma either. Yeah, he's going he gonna to break it in that. I think he's going to have – I think he in the first quarter with 15. Ooh. What do you think he's going to finish the game with? 17. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think the Lakers get the win tonight. I'm going to give them an eight-point win. I think LeBron James will score 32 points tonight. Probably about nine rebounds to go along with seven assists. And I think tonight he's going to have one of his famous takedown blocks I haven't seen in a while. I think he got one left in the tank. I think we're going to see him with 32 points, nine rebounds, probably go along with eight assists, and I'd say two blocks in the steal with the win, with the game ball. Do you know, because he about to break his record, the stars out. Number one star we know we're going to see is Dan Nicholson. We know he's going to be there. Black glasses, black jacket, blue jeans. Denzel is going to be in the house. What is Jason Tatum on? Spike Lee's going to be in the house. Kobe's going to be in the house. LeBron and his family's. Well, we know LeBron's going to be there. His family's going to be there. Rich Paul's going to be there. This is a big historic night. Because it was big when Kobe did it. But this is crazy because we get to see this twice. This don't happen. Too many people don't pass up goats like this. Right. Within Let alone the, both on the Lakers. Right. Both, and both on the Lakers. Within a three-year span. First it was Kobe. Now we get to watch LeBron do it. Man, hey, that's a good company right there. That Mount Rushmore is looking real good up there. Real good. Sure. Real good. So is he going to – if he, he breaks the – you know, he gonna, like I said, he's definitely going to break it tonight. Mm-hmm. Is that when they put it up there, it's going to have that, that Lakers tag next to it. 
But I don't know if I agree. Right. I think they should. I think they should put that that uh, Cleveland stamp on it. Even though he's like he playing for the Lakers, he, most of the points he scored, he was on it on a by the lake. He was about by the lake of Erie. Exactly. So I don't feel like I really don't think it's fair that he put that the, uh, the NBA, you know, in the, when they put it in the books, is gonna have LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers, right. you know, fourth all time in scoring, you know, because it is is really. I would even take Miami, his four years on Miami, over his this half a stint so far he did in L.A. All right. You know, and, and to have a, any records that he's broken while being on the Lakers associated with him, I just yeah. don't necessarily agree with it. All right. Before we wrap it up, before we wrap it up, Andrew Bogut get picked up by the Warriors, which is definitely a great pick because he won a championship with them. They give us some depth on the bench, another bruiser. Second, Paul Gasol get picked up by the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks needed that going to the playoffs because they can rely on some other scoring. But you got Zala Kumbo get double team. Now you got to deal with Paul Gasol, who's an NBA champion too, a two-time NBA champion with the Lakers. So true, true. Now, that's my dark horse. That's my dark horse finalist pick. So the Bucks versus the Warriors. I think that's so. All right, before we before I know this is gonna be it. We're gonna end it right here. Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Who you got? Uh, Eastern Conference, I got the Bucks. I'm um, my pick. Ooh. No, my other pick is Toronto. I got Bucks and Toronto. Yeah, I'm going back and forth either Toronto or Boston, but right now I'm going Boston Toronto. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Toronto right now. Unless Boston showed me some these last couple weeks. Well, Boston showed me some last night. In that 33-point win last night against the Warriors, the War- they had the Warriors all discombobulated. Kevin Durant talk about Steve Kerr, talk about they play with anger, and he was saying, "What do you need to play with anger for? If when we win, the, the coaches went." He said, "When we win, they want to take all the credit. When we lose, we got to play with more fire." He said, "We all lose together." And true, I think what Terry Rozier did. Taking up for Aaron Baines when him and Demarcus Cousins got, I don't even say scruffle, they got tangled up. Look, words got to change. Terry, Terry Rozier came through and pushed Boogie. Boogie put his hands up. I ain't wanted with you. He kept going at Baines. He went back at, he went back at DC, at DMC. Uh, he, DMC uh, didn't want none of that work. So right, I thought that through. bring them together. And Gordon Hayward thought the bitch got thirty points. He finally stepped up. I, I was a low-key happy for uh, Gordon Hayward. Like, man, he finally caught a break. He came through. Because they was, they was, that ship was sinking. That's another thing where the ship was sinking. And then if Gordon Hayward was going to do what he do, like, you know, put up 30 off the bench, uh-huh. you know, they can make, they can make, they make him pull the cast, push the button, you know, rewrite the ship before the season ends. All right. West Coast. Your Western Conference Finals. Then we out of here, folks. Uh, Warriors. Yeah, we got a lot. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say OKC. Okay, I'm gonna say the Thunder. Ooh, hey, you know what? It's so funny because I was thinking OKC, okay, right? Right. And my other, the other one I want to say is Houston Rockets. I don't know what it is about James Harden. It's like this might be a special year for the Rockets fans. They can find some way to get past the Warriors, and all they got to do, all Chris Paul got to do is stay healthy. That's the key right, right there. That's it. Because right it. now, 
This James Harden pulling off that wizardry with the, with the step back and the three, like it, he's automatic. And look, he's automatic. And the man will be playing out of his mind since he got there. Great pickup. Great pickup. Y'all sure. know, know how it is. I'm Tay Wiggs. This is Mark Shane. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.